0: All gas, no break. We're gonna be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. Elijah.
1: Yes sir.
2: Let's go, man!
0: Free agency day one and day two have been rather kind. Finally, some happy times for the New York Jets, our beloved New York Jets. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Jets Way podcast. Jake, Sean, Lorenzo, back again to discuss the first two days of Joe Douglas' spending spree in free agency. Got a ton to unpack tonight and looking forward to the NFL draft, we will be Full-on draft mode after this week, maybe next week. Just breaking down what the Jets need. But first, guys, give me one word. How do we feel before we get into the whole grand scheme of things?
1: I'll say satisfied.
0: Satisfied, okay. We like satisfied. Yes, we do.
3: One word. um, I'll say content. Content
0: one word for me would probably be relieved relieved i I think to be honest with you it kind of outperformed my expectations but we'll get into it we have like i said a lot to unpack here a lot of moves and this team really needed a ton of moves more than potentially any other team in the entire league so let's get into day one we will go with the more significant signings at the end we'll talk about the lower-tier moves, guys that'll just fill out the 53-man roster. We'll get into all of it. But first, the big signing. Guard, Lakin Tomlinson from the San Francisco 49ers, signed for three years, $40 million, $27 million of that, fully guaranteed as per the NFL Network with the news first. Guys, we knew guard was a massive need heading into the offseason. Let's get into Lakin Tomlinson here. Thoughts?
3: Yeah, I thought I thought this was a pretty good signing. I think um, first signing right away, definitely better than Jared Davis from last year um, in comparison. Um, definitely think it fills out a, a position of need. Um, the, you know, the guy's been a pro, was a Pro Bowl last year and hasn't missed a game since I believe twenty seventeen. So durability check, um, position of need check, which is all good things to hear. Um, the only thing that I guess. Is note of worthy, it would be that, you know, he's switching from left guard to right guard, but um, doesn't seem like it should, be, it should be a hard transition.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a really nice addition to the line. The line's shaping up to be nice, uh, re- really good in the run game, and very durable, like uh, like Lo said, and they definitely want to be able to run the ball very efficiently, so that, that's big.
0: And also familiarity with the staff, right? Obviously changing from the left side to the right side, this would probably be a little bit more of a concern if the coaching staff did not have this familiarity with the player and that they do with James Dan- uh, excuse me, James Daniels, Lake, and Tomlinson. I was thinking of James Daniels, who signed today with the Steelers. Uh, the thing with Tomlinson that really stood out to me, especially we all know that he was a pro bowler last year, extremely durable, we get all that, is just how much the San Francisco 49ers really love this guy and how sad a lot of their premier players were. We saw Debo Samuel all upset. Trent Williams, all upset. These are some of the better players on the San Francisco 49ers, a good football team, and a coaching staff that seemed to have valued this player. And for us to get him coming from a winning team like that, especially with guys from that staff, that's a big thing for our program. And listen, you're not going to like every single move. I'm sure some of us had aspirations for Brandon Scherf. Some guys might have liked James Daniels. Some other guys might have liked Ryan Jansen. Regardless, they addressed an area of need. You have to tip your cap. Like Lowe said, much better than Jared Davis' first-hour free agency. It seems like our minds this year were a little bit more on the let's get these guys that will play a prominent role on the football team signed to deals, and then we'll fill out this roster. Much different approach. Moves off to a really good start. I really like the signing for the Jets.
3: And i def- definitely agree with that. I mean – like you said, it's, it's a nice first signing, um, especially in the first day of free agency. We weren't really sure uh, with, I believe, Sheriff going, signing first with the Jaguars. So um, it was a nice um, nice signing after that.
1: Yep, you got a nice pair of guards now and, uh, and a line shaping up to be a pretty good one.
0: It's shaping up to be very good. Obviously, we hope Makai Beckton's ready to go. We'll talk about the draft, obviously, after we're done recapping free agency here. But you got Beckton, Elijah Vera Tucker on the left side, Connor McGovern for now at center. And then, obviously, with Tomlinson and George Fant on the right side, damn, that is a big turnaround from when Joe Douglas took over this football team. He wasn't—he wasn't playing around with this offensive line. It might have taken him a little bit longer than we might have wanted, but we're starting to see the results and those premium assets pay off. And that's obviously uh, something we're all relieved to see with this football team. Yep. Staying on day one of free agency, he's coming back, boys. We have said it. For months, Braxton Berrios back with the New York Jets, and what a relief this was, this contract, because we saw the Jacksonville Jaguars make an absolute mockery of free agency paying mids receivers absurd, obscene amounts of money on day one, and to get Braxton Berrios back for two years, $12 million, $7 million guaranteed, Adam Schefter with the news first. Might have left money on the table. I was very surprised we got him back at this number, but overall, what's the impact of Berrios coming back?
3: You know, this signing, honestly, I don't know if it surprised me the most, but definitely told a good story for me because this is a guy that honestly, I thought all of us, we wanted him back at at this price, but we didn't expect it. Um, So for him to pretty much take a pay cut, at least we, we, we think um, to come back to the Jets um, was pretty, was pretty big in my opinion. You know, he's a fan favorite. Um, Everybody in the team loves him. So um, definitely a fan of that. And I think he'll be a lot more involved um, in the offense this year.
1: Yeah, the thing that surprised me most was the uh, two years on that. I thought he would get more than that. But in like his mini press conference today, he said that he left some money out there to come back, and he wanted to come back. So that's, that's a really good and nice thing to say.
0: It makes you think we're really building something here because that's yeah. what good teams do. They develop guys. They bring them back. And that's what they did with Barrios. They picked them up as a waiver claim from the Patriots. Adam Gase maybe left us a little bit of a parting gift because he was very high on Braxton Barrios, whether you like the guy or not. We got him because of Adam Gase, and he saw something in him. <laughs> yeah, I guess he did something <laughs> right. But listen, Barrios, the connection with Zach Wilson was real. It was 1,000% real, and uh, just a little shout-out to this guy. We'll mention him a bunch today, too. Connor Hughes was saying on the Can't Wait podcast that the coaching staff towards the end of last year started realizing, hey, we need to give Raxon Barrios the ball more, and he's very efi- efficient with when he gets touches, and we need to get him the ball more early and often. They weren't utilizing him enough in the beginning of the season, once they started doing that in December, that's when we saw Zach Wilson's growth and strides towards the end of the season. And we have no reason to believe that won't continue next season, especially we'll talk about it at the end of the draft. If they get that number one wide receiver, that's the one thing they did not address this free agency, but to get Berrios at that number, seeing all the money, I know Jacksonville probably wanted him. It was reported that Jacksonville, Miami, a Florida native Berrios, wanted him and for him to come back to us after winning four games, with this coaching staff it shows that we're on the right track of things and that should get fans really, really, really excited. I, I don't want to gloss over this signing because this was a huge, huge step for this football team. It would have stunk losing Braxton Berrios to be completely honest with you.
3: Yeah, no, definitely agree with that. Um, definitely big in the, in the return game as well, which, which should be noted. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how him and Elijah Moore, um, you know, play in this offense together as well. You
1: brought in an, an all pro back so that's that says it all there
0: i think elijah Moore will play a little bit more on the outside this year i think they will get barrios on the field
3: no, i definitely agree with that i mean just seeing how him and zach um progressed you know in the month of december together i think that definitely should be noted and i think that as you said before the jets coaching staff definitely took note of that
1: the, they'll find ways to get him the ball definitely
0: absolutely I, i'm i'm really happy it just would have stunk seeing him go to like miami and having to see him twice a year. I get it Miami with Tua, we don't think they're very good but still would have stunk. So it's great. Welcome back welcome back Braxton Barrios. Yeah. Great, great, great move there and like we said the number fantastic compared to what other guys were getting. Fantastic. Cedric Wilson is worth more money than Braxton Barrios, please. No way. No way. Sticking on day one of free agency, finally, guys, we have ourselves an NFL-caliber tight end. Believe it or not, we do. The, the search, it's over, we think. Hopefully it works out. C.J. Uzama, of, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals, that Super Bowl team, vital leader in that locker room, signs with the Jets, three years, $24 million, about $7 million guaranteed. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network had the news first. Guys, rejoice.
3: I mean we finally we finally have a tight end. I mean there's <laughs> there's not much to say. And I mean honestly I I really wasn't expecting Uzama to leave the Bengals. That's why I was kinda surprised that uh we ended up getting him. But, you know, as as many people noted, like he was a big leader in that locker room. Um big in the passing game, big in the play action game. And I think that definitely helped Zach Wilson. Um I think I think Connor Hughes mentioned it, like he's really big as a as a yak receiver. So all things point towards like cj uzama being really uh utilizing this offense so i'm definitely excited um, about this signing as well
1: just a joe, joe douglas guy's a high character guy like all, all the other signings so you definitely love to see that's it been a huge need for a long time we'll see what happens with the draft but we definitely snagged ourselves a nice tight end
0: yeah the thing that stands out obviously we love the yak when he gets moving he can get moving he's a big guy at six five he can help out in the red zone also an efficient blocker, but just the overall knowing what it takes to go from just awful, which was the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously the days with Andy Dalton, Ryan Finley, then get a guy like Joe Burrow. Okay, not a ton to be proud of Joe Burrow's rookie year, but Joe Burrow showed those signs. Obviously, Zach Wilson didn't show as much progress as Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow – is a rare breed let's be honest he went to the super bowl in the second year obviously he's built a little bit different than mostly anybody that's played the quarterback position so uzama being there for that him taking that experience the vet the, the young guys in this locker room look towards him And the thing that i really loved was and i've been saying this a lot about this team about this whole nonsense of it's not about wins or losses this guy is coming here to win he's not coming here to say hey let's play competitive games and we'll, we'll see what happens. No, this guy wants to win football games. And we saw that with the Bengals in the playoffs in the tunnel, he's telling the guys, Hey, we're here to win. Why not us? It is us. And that's such a great mantra right there. And I've been saying that for years, this team just does not have that edge and they get a guy in CJ Uzama coming from a program that has turned around coming to us at a position of need, not that bad of a price either. I think Seattle brought back Will Disley for a similar deal. And I think I would take this guy over him. So. That that's a big feather in douglas's cap there to get the tight end position sorted out
3: yeah another thing i wanted to mention was that like him and tomlinson um as well as some other guys that we signed um all have super bowl experience um and i think that's definitely definitely
1: important in terms of, of a rebuilding team and just an a plus nickname uzi get used to it <laughs> yeah <Love> it.
0: <laughs> it should be noted i know we'll talk about the draft but Cincinnati at pick 31 might be a fit for Trey McBride. Maybe. Signed a a decent amount of linemen in free agency.
1: I would be surprised to see him go in the first, but crazier things have happened.
0: Touche. Touche, and this is the NFL. And uh, one of the last moves, if not the last move on day one, was bringing back, running back Tevin Coleman one year, one point five million. Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network had it first. We liked Coleman last year. I think there's still gas in the tank there, and obviously you're not breaking the bank for him, so I'm okay with that one as well.
3: Yeah, I think we mentioned it on the, on the last episode that like there a third a third running back and Tevin Coleman. Like you can't get much you can't you can't get worse than that really. Um, guy knows the offense. He's been in this system for a while now. Uh, when he was healthy last year, I thought he really um, played well to to Michael Carter. Um, and they were, had a nice little duo. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing. Hopefully he can stay as healthy as possible, but no, definitely that was a big signing, I
1: thought. I don't love it, but I definitely don't hate it. His big thing is just staying healthy. But when he was healthy last year, he did look good, I will say that. So $1.5 no reason to be mad at that.
0: I think the guys you were looking for at the running back position were definitely costing a lot more than $1.5 million. I think that's where you kind of – Defer from what the front office was thinking because the front office probably identified a guy in the draft. Who that guy is, obviously, we don't know. To run with Michael Carter and Coleman, knowing the offense, and it should be exciting because when he hits the hole, he gets going, and there should be more holes opened up with Tomlinson coming over here from the Niners. Uses the run game, so yeah. Welcome back, Tevin Coleman. It's it's nice to actually be excited about football players coming back to this franchise for a change. Usually, we're we're done with them <laughs> rather quickly albeit on to day two and today being day two recording this at about eight thirty p.m eastern time on tuesday night so if any news breaks after this i don't think any major news will obviously connor hughes of the athletics said that the jets are probably done with the big splashes so we're hopefully we're recording this at a good time but this afternoon dj reed from the Seattle Seahawks, three years, $33 million. Connor Hughes with that story first. I don't have the exact guaranteed dollars. I don't think that's come out yet. Jets got themselves a corner. How do we feel about this corner?
3: Yeah, I think I think most fans were might not be as excited about DJ Reed um, based on a couple of things. You know, just smaller cornerback, um, probably not your typical, like, cornerback one um, but if you look at his numbers, um, when he switched, um, from, I believe, you know, left cornerback to right, um, he really started to play well last year. And I think, um, didn't have, didn't have as many, re- um, interceptions, but definitely had a lot of sticky, sticky coverage. So, um, you know, a nice veteran to, to play along with, uh, our young corners. I think it was a-, a solid signing.
1: I agree. And I think he's a player that's getting better too. And that's a huge thing for, uh, Joe Douglas signing, like you said, a little smaller, but definitely a nice veteran, pre- veteran presence for a very young CB room.
0: He's part of that young CB room. He's 25 years old, yeah. so this guy is still a guy. Like I really like that point there. He's still getting better. I would not have went in this direction. I want to be on the record here. I don't want to sound like one of those guys where my team gets him, so he's the greatest thing ever. I personally thought the guy for us was Stefan Gilmore. I will defend myself two high waters on that one I think that was kind of what we were lacking but we're starting to see maybe the Jets are not as high on Bryce Hall as we all think that they should be and DJ Biennium of the New York Daily News brought this up a long long time ago saying that look they view Bryce Hall and Pinnock or excuse me uh, Brandon Eccles very similarly and they will be competing for that number two corner job and Bryce Hall not getting interceptions I think DJ was saying, he said it somewhere that he spoke with an opposing offensive coordinator that said we were picking on 37 because it's not going to end in a turnover. If it's an incompletion, Oh, well, but he doesn't have those ball skills to where we need to think twice about going in his direction. And this guy, hopefully his ball skills, which is part of the scouting report, his ball skills are still developing and he can maybe become that ball hawking corner that we all really need in this defense. So you're banking on upside here five nine i don't know too many five nine corners that are number one corners of their team the jets probably still need a cornerback in the draft do they address that that might be an area of need for next draft or next free agency depending on how this year goes but it's hard to hate this it's one of those where you're kind of lukewarm about it but you can get behind it in my opinion
3: yeah for sure i definitely think like bryce i listen the bryce halls my my cb3 like there's not too many complaints there. I think he's a pretty solid cornerback. Like like you said he doesn't have that those ball skills, but you know, he's definitely not a bad corner in in any slight. So I definitely think that you know, add as much competition to this room as possible and you know, hopefully the pass rush gets itself together and and
1: we can uh, have a nice solid defense. Yeah, the competition is a good thing. We got to hope that brings the best out of, you know, Hall and Eccles, you know.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. And they also apparently like Isaiah Dunn, too, who was an undrafted free agent last year. Didn't necessarily blow our socks off, but still a young kid with, with tons of athleticism. So we'll, we'll have to see there. I guess the Pinock kid is permanently moving to safety. We haven't really heard a lot of him playing corner, probably for the best because when we did see him at corner, didn't go great. It was where we saw him at safety. We saw a little bit more success and a little bit more promise from the kids. So DJ Reed to the Jets. We like it. The next signing in the secondary is James Whitehead bringing that championship DNA from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And let me tell you guys something right now. Two years, $14.5 million, Rich Cimini of ESPN, who I think broke his first story since Bush was in office, to be quite (laughs) honest with you. Uh, Truly, I I don't remember him breaking a story ever. Maybe they threw him a bone. But, uh, yeah, so Whitehead to the Jets, safety, big area of need. Talk to me about it.
3: Yeah, no, I think I, I think this is a pretty good signing after uh, Marcus Williams signed with the Ravens. Um, this was a nice pivot. Um, this kid is about to be 25 years old on Friday. So um, definitely, uh, you know, sticking with the, the younger guys that Joe Douglas has signed recently. Um, Two year deal. So it's a win win for both sides. Um, I think he's more suited to help the run game rather than being that ball hawking safety. But, um, you know, definitely think. This is filling a position of need, so I think that's um super important.
0: Excuse me, Jordan Whitehead as well. I guess the autocorrect <laughs> when I was typing against had James. I'm like, what that that's definitely the old not J. right. Yeah, autocorrect. I'm sorry, Sean.
1: No, just just another young guy, he more of a box safety, you would say. Uh Bucks fans were not happy to see him go. So that's a good thing. And and that contract was definitely a surprise. It's like seven points something a year. I mean, you cannot be mad at that.
0: Listen, I think Marcus Williams did the Jets a really big favor by not taking their money and we'll we'll talk about how Douglas really operated the offseason when we're done talking about all the signings, but this was one of those where Mike McCagden is paying Marcus Williams whatever he wants, like he did with CJ Mosley when Mosley wanted to go back to the Ravens and it's it's the tides are turning a little bit with how we operate and to get this guy who is a very similar player from all accounts to Jamal Adams. Dominant in the run game, has some coverage issues in man coverage, very good in zone. The Jets probably still need a a free safety, a true free safety. Apparently they're still in talks with Marcus May. We'll talk about that. But at $7.5 million for a kid that will be 26 when he's a free agent again, yeah, this was the type of signing at safety. If you couldn't get Justin Reed, if you couldn't convince Tyron Matthew to come over and be part of a a team that's technically rebuilding, although they need to win next year, this was the kind of guy that I think all of us really would have wanted.
3: And like you said before, listen, we're paying a guy who probably hasn't even played his best football yet, $7 million a year. Um, we could have paid another safety close to $15 million. I'll take that. Um, like you said before, we definitely need to still find that true ball hawking ball hawking safety for this for this solid defense, but you could definitely, definitely love the signing.
1: Yes, just a very nice piece of the defense, and uh, we'll see what else they do with safety.
0: And just rounding out this roster, speaking of the safety position, the Jets brought back LaMarcus Joyner and safety Will Parks, who played three games. Joyner didn't even make it his first full game with the Jets, injured on opening day, went on IR for the rest of the season to one-year deals to fill out the 53-man roster. And just now, as we're recording this, the Jets brought back fan favorite and human penalty machine Nathan Shepard to a one-year deal, according to Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network any of those guys moving the needle for us or is just we're just filling out the 53-man roster i actually kind of did joiner thought he wouldn't be back but maybe he'll play
3: yeah no i I think i think joiner probably has the best chance to play um out of all the three but um just a a deaf signing you know can't really hate it uh nathan Shepard probably wouldn't have wanted him back probably would have rather drafted somebody but Knows the knows the defense, I guess. Uh, you know, let's see if he can cut down
1: on those uh, penalties. Yeah, none of them really do anything for me. I mean, just some solid depth, and you know, we'll see what happens with them next year.
0: With Foley gone and going to Jacksonville, nice payday. Good guy, good locker room guy. Wish him all the best. I think Nathan Shepard is the lone Mike McCagden draft pick still on the team. I know Marcus May's is a free agent right now. I don't think there's any other Mike McAgnew guys on yeah. this roster. Really. Damn, besides shepherd and we'll, we'll see what happens with marcus may but yeah listen it, it's interesting because joiner we do need a free safety and that is kind of joiner's area where he excels at and we'll, we'll obviously break this down too but they need a safety to play that free safety role whitehead's more of that box safety hybrid linebacker the guy that they kind of wanted and i say it all the time account o'neill they get that with whitehead a younger guy so maybe joiner can find himself having a role on this team and just want to segue into this topic right here, according to Connor Hughes and Albert Breer. Marcus May. The door is not shut on Marcus May returning to the Jets. Guys, talk to me about Marcus May.
3: I mean, I really have to see like the details on how he's coming back. I think I think you mentioned this before. Um still hasn't so has a D D Y situation, I believe. Um, and he's also coming off an injury. Um, is he going to play this year? How much is he going to play? So I think those are questions that I don't really have the answers to right now. But, I mean, it, it all depends on how he's brought back. I, obviously, Marcus May was a pretty solid locker room guy, and is, it, is, it is a position of need. Um, but I would rather sign somebody who I have a little more expectations to play this year.
1: Yeah, just another one of those things that I don't hate it, I don't love it, He's had a really rough go this last year. He uh, failed to reach a long-term contract with us. Got the D.W. ruptured his Achilles. He's oh he's on the older side for his first time reaching free agency. But I I'll have to see the numbers. But just one of those things. I don't don't hate and don't love.
0: It, it'll be a one-year deal. That you don't even need okay, to see no. the numbers there. It, it will 100% be a one-year deal. You would you would think right? But uh, listen, a guy that I thought that the book was kind of shut. To be honest with you, with uh, Whitehead coming over from the Bucks to the Jets. Interestingly enough, old buddy Todd Bowles needs himself a safety, and maybe that would be a team to kind of reestablish his value. He doesn't need to rush to get back because the team will probably be winning anyway with Tom Brady. Oh yippee, Tom Brady's back! I'm just so <laughs> overjoyed to see Tom Brady still playing football. I would think maybe the Bucks would make sense for him, but listen, a one-year deal—I wouldn't hate it. I would—I would prefer somebody that would be ready to play right away, and obviously the suspension is still looming over Marcus White, Marcus May. So we'll, we'll just have to see where it goes from there. My personal preference, I really like the Penn State kid, Brisker. I've talked about him at length on this podcast. That's what I would do in the second round of the draft to get that free safety ball hawk, the guy that can get his hands on the ball. Because Marcus May still doesn't intercept the football a whole ton, even though we love Marcus May.
1: What week did he get hurt? I forget.
0: It was the Colt disaster. So that's the middle of the season. Uh, okay. The week after Halloween.
3: So what, like week ten, week eleven, probably something like that. A
0: little earlier than that, no. I mean, right? Yeah, maybe. Mm.
3: Probably between week nine and week eleven, somewhere around
0: that, somewhere around there. Yep. Exactly.
1: And that's an Achilles, too. So he's almost thirty. You can you really depend on him to come back and make an impact? And what would it be like a one-year, five million dollar to kind of deal? Like what kind of money are we talking?
0: Uh, again, I don't know. I thought yeah. it was over. <laughs> <laughs> but. Connor Hughes did state that if Marcus May did return to the team that we can shut the door on Kyle Hamilton at four in that case, roll out the red carpet, welcome home, buddy. please come <laughs> home if that means we are not taking a safety in the top five, let alone top
3: ten uh, I think I think Kyle Hamilton I think that door is is shut i'll I'll put that out there now
0: i I really hope it is right. So, before we get into the draft and what's next for this franchise, what it, what was your overall take of these last two days and how Douglas operated and orchestrated this attack? And how satisfied – I know we said satisfied, content. <laughs> just what could we have done differently and what did you enjoy most about these last two days?
3: I think for me, like, he he really filled positions of need rather quickly. Um i think joe douglas is like you said before he's not going to overpay he, he he's going to set his price and he's not going over that price that's that's who he is and honestly i i prefer that because it it keeps us from being in those positions that we were in with mike mcagdon and previous regimes so um that's definitely helpful i mean we could have maybe gone uh wide receiver one but honestly seeing this wide receiver market i'm kind of happy that we stayed away there were guys getting Eighteen million dollars, fifteen million dollars to to be average. So, I'd rather. I guess in, in that sense, it's better to go in the draft. But, um, I th- I guess that's the only position that maybe we could have addressed, or and and, and linebacker, of course.
1: Yeah, you definitely spread the money around. That's that's something that obviously needed to happen. Um, a cornerback one is probably something like a bona fide cornerback one is something that I definitely would have loved to see, but like. Like Low said, this guy's not going to get into any bidding wars than anybody. There's a salary cap. He's not going to overpay for people. And he's going to build the team to the draft while supplementing through free agency.
0: It truly is one of the most fascinating and uh, a true textbook definition of a double-edged sword with Douglas and the way he operates because on one hand – you become that team. Like, we see this all the time. Like, we saw with Marcus Williams. He took $14 million. I'm sure Marcus Williams allegedly, according to Connor Hughes of The Athletic, told the Jets, listen, if you want my services, it's 17 but it's 14 for you. So, Douglas said, you know what? Take a hike. And that is different from Mike McKagan, who threw all the money at C.J. Mosley and did not want to take no for an answer. Because if you keep doing that, that is your reputation around the league. And that is not how you have a sustainable winner eventually when the jets become a team like the ravens a constant winner we all hope that is what will still that's what will start to happen with us we will set our price and then guys will say listen this is my market value i'm getting market value from this team that's winning and a team that's not so good guess what i'm gonna go play for the jets and win right now we're just not that team and we are no longer paying tax for guys that are being paid above market value that's that's not going to happen with joe douglas and whether you like it or not sometimes we love it like marcus williams listen man that's a safety it is what it is but if it was let's just say let's say Devonte adams was out there on the free agency market Let, let's just play hypothetical and the Jets said here's 20 but Devonte adams said listen i'm going to take 20 to go play for this team you need to give me 24 we might be a little more upset at that you see what i'm saying
3: yeah well no we we and we should be upset, uh, upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but but listen, though, but that's the thing, though. You, you laugh because you think, oh, well, obviously he's going to pay it, but I don't think it matters who it is. I think he has his price, and you don't want it? No hard feelings. We'll go on and we'll get something else. And, and even, that's reality.
3: Even Devontae? Ooh.
0: It, it doesn't <laughs> I, I truly don't think it matters. And I, I honestly, I don't think it does because the Jets signed a, two areas of need, a corner and a safety for the cost, which they would have had to have paid Marcus Williams in all likelihood.
1: That is true. Let's just hope we draft our own Devontae Adams.
0: Well, we'll we'll definitely get into that, (laughs) sir. Absolutely, we will. And just my big takeaway, other than obviously not getting into a bidding war, is it was a very methodical approach, if that makes sense, where the move seemed to go... It, an a domino needed to fall for a move to happen. For instance, yesterday we needed to see the sheriff contract. That was the top. That was the market value. Okay. We'll go based off that. We will never be buying the top guy on the market. I truly don't think that will happen unless we were truly a piece away, which we are not now. We won't be paying top dollar for any position. Yep. I, is that?
3: No, I think that's pretty fair. And honestly, like, what contract has Joe Douglas given out that's been like terrible financially for our franchise? Probably nope. Yeah none.. I don't know. <laughs> Everything uh, well, has an yeah, out.
0: Yeah, like I was saying though, those big deals, though, that you're seeing for guys, he wants to give that to the guys he drafts, those blockbuster mega deals. He wants to give those to the draft picks. And I think that's how good teams operate. And I've been on him, and I've been on him, and I, I truly think he did a good job in all things considered here. And I, I see the plan, and that's all I've ever asked.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think one person I would have, like, loved to see would be Stefan Gilmore. I know we talked about it earlier, but, I mean, listen, I don't think you can have too many complaints about this free, free agency class so far.
0: Here's the thing that annoys me with what he did, and he did a lot of good things. Here's my one critique. They could still make another move they're reportedly done according to Hughes who has been spot on. So I'm not doubting his reporting, but I'm sure if you went up to CJ Mosley and said, Hey CJ, and they love CJ Mosley. They, they feel they don't need a linebacker because they love Mosley, love Quincy Williams. But here's the thing too. If you tell CJ Mosley, Hey, let's, let's push some money aside here. They can get out of the CJ Mosley contract at the end of the year. So that's probably why they aren't doing that. But if they love him so much, why can't they do that? You see what I'm saying here? And if, You don't believe in him long-term. Why are we not going for a linebacker?
1: See? You're bringing up good points. Anywho. I I think we should be going after a linebacker. I agree, too, but they don't. Yeah.
0: But here's my thing, though. I think, though, you could create cap space. Like, you can cut Greg Van Roten right now. Why is he still on this roster? Ryan Griffin, you can cut him now. You could tell CJ, hey, CJ, let's convert this to a bonus. You're seeing this all around the league. Truly, the Saints somehow have cap space now to get Deshaun Watson. The Saints, of all teams, they they can get Deshaun Watson, but we can't make one more move? What are we doing here?
3: It's true. Not wrong.
0: So that's kind of because that worries me because when we get to that point where we truly are a piece away, is Douglas going to do that to take us over the top? He's doing good things now to make us – a. To set the foundation, we're still building a foundation of this franchise, but once the foundation is built, okay, is he going to kind of drift away from that train of thought? But we need to get there first, obviously. But they could really make another move, man, and and I'm just not seeing that fire right now. That's my only critique. And if that was it, it listen, so be it.
3: Yeah, I would love to see another linebacker on this team. I mean, even if it's a Keanu Neal or somebody that's has starting capabilities, that would be nice. But again, that, I, that that's probably my only thing where I wish we could get that. But honestly, we could also get that um, in other ways, you know,
1: probably post-May. post, post May. Um, So we'll see. We'll definitely see. I mean, there's still trade options, too. So a lot to, lot to see what happens here.
0: That might be a little bit closer to the draft if they have any trade options, in my opinion, maybe yeah. not now. But – I will say, if it were truly up to me and I were running things and as things stand, I would say to C.J. Mosley, if we truly do have a little bit of a cap, I don't think they have that much of a cap crunch right now after all the moves. But just hypothetically, I would say, listen, we love you so much. We will push some money aside here. We want to go get a baller in Tyron Matthew. We truly believe that he will take our secondary over the top with we got Whitehead in here. We got another corner. We really love what we have at the other corner position. We also have the draft. We can still take a corner. We want to get this true leader quarterback of the secondary who has been a proven playmaker on the defensive side of the ball on the back end and Tyron Matthew. I think CJ Mosley signs off on that. And that's what I would do. I would find a way to get a guy like Tyron Matthew Chandler Jones. might cost a little bit more money. I never bought that. The jets were truly in on him. It just doesn't fit the mold, but a guy like that, I would try to find a way to get one of those guys in here because we've got a lot of really good players, guys, don't get me wrong, but they're not necessarily game changers. the game changers that kind of are the difference between winning and losing. I think yeah, we need I- more of those guys, and they can find them through the draft.
3: I definitely agree with you. I think even someone like Tyron Matthew or just like some type of another a leading presence on that defense is definitely would be so helpful. And and you can never, you know, have too many cornerbacks or safeties and things like that. I mean, we've had a lot of injury issues with this team. So
1: um, I definitely agree with you on that. Listen, I would definitely love it. And we haven't mentioned Michael Carter the second at all. I mean, he's our slot nickel guy, but seems like we really drafted a stud there and uh, that's good to see.
0: Absolutely. Just another good player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think this draft, we really need to hit some X-factor talent. You see what I'm saying? And let's just get on into it. Guys, 4-10, and 10. Does, does our minds change? A lot of us, last time when we did this before the free agency period started, we all love Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't know if he's going to be there, but these guys loved Kayvon Thibodeau. At 10, we were pretty split on either receiver or corner. Somebody give me the new and updated plan of attack here with four and ten
3: um i think four i'm i'm going best available edge um i would love k t but obviously never know um then at ten uh, i'm going best
1: available wide receiver yeah mine mine's staying the same from last week i mean hopefully kt's there if he's not like low said probably best available i don't Really see another position there. Don't want to force yourself into a pick, obviously. But and at ten, I'm staying with Garrett Wilson, and hopefully he's there.
0: What if best available is a tackle?
1: That I, I wouldn't hate it. I really wouldn't hate it. You can't you can't reach. You got to go with your board. And uh, I'll trust a Do- Joe Douglas pick in the trenches. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a. Where does he one. play
0: though? If everybody's yeah. healthy. <laughs> That
1: a perfect maybe world is... Maybe you could trade out? I don't know. I really don't know.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll give you the answer to that. Perfect world is that he is good enough to play and we can maybe trade George Fant.
3: Yeah, that's probably... I mean, you're probably not looking to trade Makai Beckton. I mean, unless there's, like, serious, serious concerns. I mean, he was a first-round pick two years ago. And obviously, when he's healthy, he's been pretty solid. But um, the injury issues and 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 the weight issues have been... I've been mind-boggling so um yeah I definitely don't don't want to trade him hopefully he gets everything together
0: listen it's getting to a point with me because if you draft another offensive lineman you're going to have to pay these guys eventually
2: mm-hmm.
0: are we really one day down the line when we're hopefully ready to win investing majority of the cat off listen the offensive line is important there is no minimizing that but are you truly going to pay top of the market value for every position on your offensive line almost. That's not a sustainable way of winning. So that's why I've kind of soured a little bit on a tackle. That's why in my book, it is obviously Thibodeau. To be honest with you, I think the Jets are in a good enough position now where they might be able to reach on an edge. That's why I think if if Thibodeau is gone, I think I go with Jermaine Johnson.
1: I agree. I would like it. I would definitely like it.
0: I go Jermaine Johnson. I don't think this will happen. Me personally, I think sauce Gardner might be a better prospect as an overall football player, but something tells me this regime is not taking a corner in the top five, let alone a safety.
3: Yeah, I think, I think right now, like just looking at our defense on paper, I think like if we had a pretty good edge to this defense, like that just opens it up for everyone else. And um, no, your hope, your hope. Thibodeau's there, but, you know, I think Jermaine Johnson is a pretty pretty solid edge, and he seems like a three-down guy, so I th- definitely think that that can help this football team.
1: And those are our two biggest needs, edge, edge and wide receiver right now, so you just got to hope the board falls in a way that helps us best.
0: It sucks because in this draft, there is no Jamar Chase, and in free agency, there was no Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins. The Jets are in a tough spot, and they need to hit this at wide receiver. So if you really have to put your money where your mouth is on a wide receiver, Who are we picking at 10?
3: I think for this offense, I'm going to go Drake London. I personally don't know if he's the – I I personally think Wilson is a better route runner, but um, I think with Drake London, like anything you throw in his area, he's pretty much catching. I think red zone efficiency and red zone target, like that's something that we need as well. Um, he would do, do good things in this office. And honestly, he's, he's a pretty, you know, he's been, um, catch balls over the middle of the field and and he's good as a yak receiver as well. So, um, I definitely think like he would probably fit our biggest need in terms of a wide receiver.
1: I think, I think Wilson fits the best he gets open. They like their route runners. I just think he'd be the best fit. Drake London. I'm not going to hate that pick. I, we need a wide receiver. Can't be mad at that.
0: Yeah. Uh, here's the thing, though. For me, we need to see the pro day at USC first with Drake. If he's running like a four six eight forty, yeah, no. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not doing that. Like, but if he's running a four five five, like Traylon Burks did at that size, yeah, right. I mean,
3: I I agree. Listen, I I think. He, he's, I think someone, I don't know who said it, but like basically he's always open. He's it over the top, it <laughs> over the top. He's catching the ball. So,
0: and, and honestly, another thing too, is he excels deep down the field and Zach Wilson, all of his highlight reels were off scripted, thrown up 50, 50 balls to guys. That, this is an interesting one because a lot of people are a little sour on London. I've noticed because of Denzel Mims, it was never an issue about talent with Denzel Mims. It never was. There's something mentally not right with that guy to where he couldn't put it together.
3: I mean, he was, he had like what a couple of false starts, last, like his, his, his reps were like last year were just awful. They were, they were not good at all. So it wasn't a talent. It was just, I don't know, focused or not happy with the coaching staff, whatever the case may be. But no, I definitely agree with that point.
0: I think a guy we're really sleeping on is Jamison Williams. Mm, I would love it.
1: Is at that, what, is that what you're going to say. <laughs> the, AC, the ACL does not scare me. Not, I, I was gonna say with London, that's a big boy, 6'5". The contested catch stuff just just scares me a little bit, but I would I love some Jamison Williams.
0: Here's what kind of stinks about Williams. and The Jets kind of need to win. Like Joe Douglas, it's tough to see him picking a guy like Jamison Williams because Joe Douglas really needs to win. But I just think that's a pick, though, if he makes it and he's not ready to play at the start of the season. I just don't think the fans would be outraged by that pick. I honestly think a lot of the fans would be like, hell yeah, this guy is a beast. And the ACL is not what it once was. I really wouldn't. It sucks, man. Because honestly, if he was healthy, I would be saying we're picking him number four. To be completely honest with you, but it's is he is do you, do we think he plays at all next year? Like, is he out maybe the first couple of weeks? Because they're talking about Chris Godwin playing next year. So,
3: I think he plays next year. Yeah. Oh no, for for sure. I don't know. I, I think at least you're you're probably thinking he misses the first four weeks,
1: right? At minimum. I'm yeah, it was her first month.
0: Yeah. I saw, I, I'm fine with that. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, I we, tendo, waited, I, I, we waited I, I, so long. <laughs> we can wait another month to get and, our wide receiver have, one.
0: And we have good rec- It's not like we need a receiver right away. Yes, ideally to be our number one, but I kind of like what we have to hold down the fort. Like, if you tell me that you're going to get a true number one a month later, yeah. Better late. Li- you know what I'm saying? Like, we have enough. I don't. I think. I think we have enough.
3: I would love another veteran in here, possibly. I. I definitely think like we need some more depth at receiver. But like, if we have depth and draft Jamison Williams, oh, I'm. I'm. I'm all in. I think that that kid is special. Um, I'm pretty. He has four four speed. Route running is is great. Obviously, in the Alabama, wide receiver. Um, the wide receiver group has always been special. So, definitely all in on that.
1: Just such an explosive player, and. He's obviously not Jamar Chase, but let's say Jamar played. Let's say he, he. Let's say Jamar played his uh, his season before he got drafted and tore his ACL. Where do you guys think he goes?
0: Uh, the Bengals still might take him.
1: That's what but I'm Joe, saying.
0: I think the Burrow effect is kind <laughs> of a little real with the Bengals. Probably he wasn't going that high unless Burrow was there. But I I, I do hear your point there, and I yeah. I think Williams is that type. I truly thought that. Before the injury. We, we all said it here. We've done plenty of podcasts together. We thought that he was that can't miss, bonafide wide receiver number one, the true wide receiver one of the draft. And We'll see, man. We, we will see. I don't think anybody has any idea who the Jets like. I think all this nonsense coming out of the building. And, listen, I, I'm not discrediting any reporting that anybody does. They could just be getting fed bad information to kind of boost profiles of other guys, maybe get guys to drop that they like. We No one really knows anything in my book, and I'm sure the Jets really do like Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm sure they like Kyle Hamilton. Nobody knows anything, bottom line, and we will be speculating. for. We got nothing but speculation for the next (laughs) month plus. It will be exciting. We will have a ton of fun stuff leading up to the draft. We'll be back next week breaking it all down, some more free agency signings in all likelihood, we 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 would hope definitely at least filling out the 53 man roster and that'll do it for tonight guys. It's free agency in the books. We're happy. Hopefully everybody else is happy. Tons of more work for Joe Douglas to do. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the Jets Way podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, leave us a five star review. We definitely appreciate all the feedback. It helps out the show a ton. We'll talk soon. Go Jets. Train. And I think from right from day one, this is a guy that we can kind of plug in to have a role, not necessarily the future back role, but that's not what we're looking for. A little bit limited in the passing game, but that's okay. Michael Carter is really good in the pass game, which for whatever reason last year we didn't necessarily seem to use on passing downs. We went with Ty Johnson. Uh, why, we don't know. You uh, to send Ty Johnson to the sun. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, get rid of him. It, it's just – I, I don't want to see him anymore, especially not on third downs. But Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Most certainly not. Um, does anybody have any other sleeper prospects they would like to discuss on day three?
2: Bo Melton, wide receiver from Rutgers. He ran he'll be a 4-3-2. Like <laughs> I think he ran a four-three-two. 3 2 Yeah, he probably will be with our luck. But he's, he can fly, so it's just one of those guys where you take take a shot on
0: the speed, see if it works out. Well, Sean, any, any other sleepers? None for me.
3: Um, but I definitely think like day three, definitely need a running back. Definitely. Probably we'll, we'll get a safety and a linebacker. So these are, these are all important picks, but no, no sleepers for me.
0: In my mind. I yeah, definitely uh, just, oh, I'm sorry. Just Sean. Positions right there for sure. In in my mock up season, I went with two tight ends in the draft, McBride and this guy right here, Cole Turner, tight end out of Nevada. Another guy that's a pretty sound blocker, developing still as a wide receiver. Day three of the draft, I think the Jets need to come away from this draft with two tight ends, no questions asked.
2: Another guy I always liked is uh, Charlie Kohler. Uh, But, I mean, he he had a little bit of a rough time in the uh, senior bowl. I know some blocking drills he kind of struggled got knocked around a little bit. But I think his receiving upside at that size, he's such a long arms. He's such a red zone threat that I think it's worth a shot if if he really slips to, like, the fifth or sixth round.
0: I do like Algier, though. I think there's some real smoke behind that one. I think the Jets will come away from this draft with – I kind of called it last year with Michael Carter. That was my guy. I haven't made my, my formal ranks yet, but um, – I I think the Jets will come away from this draft with either Algier, or or Damian, Damon Pierce. Like that is I would love James Cook. I am I, listen. I love James Cook. Especially we all know there's someone here that loves the blue, but we all yeah. know we all know You're in the, the wheel, wheel routes, <laughs> the wheel routes all day against Michigan it broke
2: my heart. But he's nice yeah. though. He's he's I, good. I, he he's just a little. I mean, it's a little too similar to Michael Carter for me because he's just a little bit smaller. But, I mean, I think he's such a good player that I wouldn't even care if, say, like a Damian Pierce wasn't there, who I think would be a better compliment. But, yeah, he's a good player. Another good running back? I also like George's other running back, Jameer White. Yeah, I know you liked him last year and then he went back to school.
0: Didn't do much to improve the draft stock either.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, not.
0: well he, he, James Cook playing behind him, too. But well, another popular name that I see is that kid Hall from Iowa State. It might be a little bit earlier in the draft.
2: Yeah, I heard some weird things about him. I heard his vision is like no good. Like, I heard well, he just doesn't find the holes. He just kind of has that home run speed and relies on it a little too heavily. But
0: yeah, I know someone else know. like I that. I got to
2: watch more of him, honestly. But uh, Ty Johnson and Ronald Jones. <laughs> I forgot about Ronnie. Don't don't talk about Ronnie cool. like that around here. You make the the Spider-Man meme with uh Ty Johnson and ronald Jones <laughs> Dude. pointing at each other. And they're both
0: horrible receivers too. Yep. Brick hands. Ty Yeah. That's that's Ronnie Bones Jones to you. <laughs> Ty Johnson, yes. We 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 no. we're we're done with him. We need a running back on day 3. We got all that. Do we have any uh, closing remarks? Maybe let, let before we wrap up here, how about a bold prediction? Let's go around the panel here. One bold prediction. I don't care what it is. I don't care how dumb it is, unless it's Ricky Seals-Jones. I, I want to hear one.
3: <laughs> I, I'll go first. Um, I think we draft one BYU player this year. Fair. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: It might bring Milton to, to training camp, honestly, if he gets shakes loose. I definitely
2: would not mind that. Um, hey, calm down. Oh, come on. Sean, you got one? I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking here of a bold prediction for Scooter. Ricky don't Seals-Jones. That <laughs> don't think about but, it, Pat. I'm going to say Joe Douglas
1: takes no risk and – Sends a fifth-round pick for Amari Cooper.
0: I would really be so happy, man.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I would Not have such a I would have I like such it. a great day of working if that happens. <laughs> oh, I really hope that happens. Yeah, that's a that's a bold one. Rather than signing him, that would just yes. Yeah. I like that. My bold prediction is: I don't think that. The Jets are going to be as aggressive early on, again, in free agency. I just think that it will be a lot like last year where we kind of need to see how the market plays out. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed, a lot of the guys that I mentioned are not necessarily the guys that people are are running out right away. It kind of might be like a day two of free agency type of thing, like Jansen. I don't see him signing the first day. Traverius Ward, that's another guy where he kind of needs to see what J.C. Jackson does. Gilmore, all other guys like that. I just think that they will be signing more of those value deals. Although Amari Cooper does change things, that is a little bit different. But I also think Amari, we saw this last year, Galladay wasn't signing the first day of free agency. Juju wasn't. So the wide receivers are a little bit tricky. Whereas, you know, there's other guys like J.C. Jackson will get a big contract. Obviously, Harold Harold Landry just signed, but that's another guy right away. Uh, Armstead from the Saints is due for a new contract. I think that's a guy that will get done early on. So, I don't think we will be signing those guys. I think it will be a lot more of what we did last year. And I thought what we did last year was good for the most part. Uh, I can't complain. I thought we had a decent enough free agency period last year. It wasn't wasn't the reason why we were bad. It's just it was a young team.
3: And all the guys we signed got hurt.
0: I don't blame Lawson on him. That is, that is – I'm not going to do that. I think Corey Davis I liked at the time. I'm not even going to get on him for that. I would have just preferred being able to cut him after a year. But we got to let bygones be gone, bygones at this point. I think he bounces back. I don't. He's not a number one anymore, so. Hopefully he's a number three or four. There, My it bold just, prediction – I got it. There we go. The Jets it's winning coming. over eight games. They that's play game they play games between now and then the draft? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's all I can think of. So <laughs> take it early. There you go. I, I, I it. will i I'll it. make an, I'll make another one. I think Kwood's one of Kaywood's predictions will come true. I, I think not. so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe DJ Chark will be coming to the Jets. Who knows? DJ Chark. Well, we gotta bring him back.
3: I, I, I need it. I need it. We we might need Practition him back. Free agents. Let's do it. <laughs> we we might we might we
0: we might need to get him back for a reaction on how we
2: did. Need but, it. I want to hear his. Just just have him come on and do his own mock <laughs> offseason the entire
0: thing. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll be t- it's it's the man's birthday today. All right. Well, we'll you know. We'll, I said happy we'll, birthday. We'll, we will talk to John <laughs> and. John, John will be spoken to and uh, maybe a reaction next week for the people. We'll see. Maybe. I'll talk I'll talk to the, the executives and we'll see. Maybe it's maybe it's maybe he'll fit our budget. Maybe. <laughs> all right, boys. That'll do it for tonight. And everybody else will be back next week breaking down all the free agency. Obviously, the Jets hopefully will be active next week. And then we got the NFL draft. As always, it is the Jetsway Podcast, Jake, Sean, and Lorenzo. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It definitely helps out the show. Bye-bye.